fighting for freedom every day. You as the individual, you have the power. You don't have to join a union. You go in as an entry-level position. You get the experience that you need. And then as you work up, you get better at your job, which means they pay you more. If they don't pay you more, then you go to another company to show what you've learned and what your value is to where you can get more. If they really don't like that, then you can go and start your own damn business because we have a free market, laissez-faire, capitalist society, allegedly, to where you can actually go off and do your own thing. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right it is. Welcome into the program. It is a Monday, the best day of the entire week. You're excited. I'm excited. We're all excited. We're going to have a great time. You scream ice cream. We all scream for ice cream. I screamed a lot this weekend, which is why, warning to you, my voice is a little shaky and rocky today, but hey, I am feeling good. I am pumped up. I am ready to go. Let's make this thing happen. Welcome into the Voice of Reason. I am Andy Hoosier, broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station all over the country, radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting, wherever you may be watching or listening. Welcome aboard your Millennial General reporting for duty like we do every single day. Back at it for a whole nother one. Halfway through the month of March already, which just blows my mind. We're already moving through 2022 like it's, I don't know, really fast. Bottom of the hour, we have, uh, I promised we were going to do this. We didn't get a chance to do it on Friday, so we're going to do it today. Oklahoma Governor Kevin Stitt. We'll play that interview at the bottom of the hour and looking forward to chatting with him. He had some really great stuff on what's going on in the state of Oklahoma, on the agricultural industry and trade and inflation and high costs and the war with Ukraine and Russia. A lot of stuff that he has to say. We sat down with him just a little bit ago, or a few days ago, about a week or so ago, and uh, we'll look forward to playing that interview at the bottom of the hour. We also have a lot to get to. It's weird. We started off with a bang this week. I tell you what, we have the hearings that we'll get to in just a second from Katanji Brown-Jackson going into the U.S. Supreme Court, uh, the SCOTUS hearings. They're going to go over for the next three or four days with the Q&As. Today was kind of the, the prelude of what the Senate hearings and what the Senate panel wants to hear and what kind of questions they're going to ask. And then with her giving her opening testimony of what she believes and why she wants to be U.S. Supreme Court justice. So we'll get to that here in just a moment. Plus, we have the latest out of the Ukraine and Russia. But first, I hope everybody had a great weekend. It is uh, here in Wichita. It's rainy and dreary, and I absolutely love it, and it energizes me. Yesterday, I have to admit, I did absolutely nothing. Not a thing. I woke up, and I was sore. And I barely had a voice, even worse than what I do today. And I literally sat and watched movies all day. Why? Is because we had a late night on Saturday night. As uh, I got to, I I know this is uh, people are not going to care. People kind of whatever, roll their eyes, the glass over their eyes, and just kind of zone out for a second. But I am excited because for the first time, I got to be the one to help my wife experience her very first metal concert. We went to Slipknot, which if you don't know who Slipknot is, it's okay. I'm not going to play any of their music, but it, they were in town. I've always wanted to go. I listened to them since high school, and it was just kind of a bucket list thing to say, I've been to a Slipknot concert, and I'm so glad that I did. It was a heck of a show. They played a lot of their old school stuff that I really enjoyed, and I yelled way too much, and I, now I just don't have a voice because of it. But my wife, her very first metal rock show. Jumping up and down, having a good time. She came back sore. I came back sore. My neck sore from headbanging and enjoying. And it was just a grand old time. I <laughs> I know a lot of my listeners are like, oh, my God, Andy, come on. Not, but if you know me by any way, shape, or form, you know that's just who I am. That's what I do. That's who I am. And I enjoy it. And I don't really care what you think. So uh, it was a great weekend. And we relaxed and recouped yesterday. So now I am regenerated. I am rejuvenated. I'm back at it and ready to go for a whole other week. Uh, what we may have to start doing, though, 
is with all going to all these shows because they're going to be touring around now that you know COVID's being lifted and things are coming back. Shows are happening here in Wichita, where I'm at, up in Kansas City, down in Oklahoma City, down in Dallas, Texas. I'm going to a show down in Dallas, Texas this uh, around October time near my birthday. I don't care. I'm excited and it's going to be a good show. But I may have to take out a mortgage in order to pay for the gas to get there if the gas continues to be at the level that it's at right now. It's expense. It's ridiculous, and it's not going down. We saw oil drop below $100 a barrel at the end of last week. It's back up at like 110 112 whatever it is at the end of trading today. So gas is back up there. Why? Why? 6%, what was it, 5%, 6% of all of the oil that we have in this nation comes from Russia. We've cut that off, or we're working to cut that off. If it's anything like the financial institutions where it's not getting cut off to like June, then we're still getting it right now. We have other options where we can drill. We can put ethanol in our tanks right now to kind of supplement some of that. We can actually buy from, even if we're going to buy it, we can buy it from OPEC and from Saudi Arabia if we had to. To compensate, there's zero, zero reason why... The gas prices are where they're at right now. To the point where if you're a trucker, I feel so bad for you as a trucker, putting in $1,000 to fill up your gas tank. How are you supposed to make a living off that and a profit? As a truck owner or a truck driving business, if you own a business of truck drivers, how are you supposed to make a living? I really don't know how you actually make a living off doing that. It doesn't make any sense to me. But somehow you're surviving, so hat tip off to you. Uh, you know, first world problems on my end. You guys are rocking it. So uh, kudos to you on that because you're keeping this economy alive in some way, shape or form. A There's a big headline on Fox right now that really drives home this point. There was a TikTok video that's been viewed over 16 and a half million times of a guy who had to put out a quote unquote mortgage, took out a loan to pay for his RV gas tank because his gas ended up becoming $945. <laughs> According to Fox News, a Chicago dad who had gone viral on TikTok paid over $900 to fill up his RV as speaking out as the high gas prices remain a serious concern across the country as the TikToker uh, posted the video on social media platforms showing her dad, Mark, filling up the converted uh, Prevost bus on his way to a Florida vacation. Now, I'm guessing if you're taking the RV to vacation, you probably have a little bit of cash to do that. But And you know the gas prices, but still, that's that's inhumane. That's criminal to be charging $944.85 to fill up your RV for gas. Since it's been posted, the videos have been viewed over 16.3 million times. People who commented on the video appear to be shocked by the number. Um, well, we should be shocked. And we should never get rid of that shocker, that price shock, that shicker, that, what is it, that uh, shocker, um, whatever. It's sad the fact that we have to worry about this. But remember what the progressives do. They push the boundary until we get angry, and then they rein it in just a little bit. That sh that that sticker shock is what I was thinking of. That sticker shock, when we first get it, we're going to freak out. Oh, my gosh, we can't deal with this. How can we actually deal with this type of gas price? And then it'll go down a little bit, and they'll be like, okay, we can manage now. It's okay. And then that'll be the new norm. That'll be the new norm. We'll be used to $3.30 gas instead of $1.80 gas. The new norm will be $3.80 because they pushed it to four. They didn't, we didn't like four. We got angry. They drew it back down to $3.20, $3.30. Why? Why the change? Here in Wichita, where I'm at, it did hit $4 in some areas, and then it dropped back down. We're sitting at like $3.30, $3.40 right now. We're like, oh, at least it's not four bucks. But that's the new standard. That's the new norm. Then later, they'll try and push it above that. 
they'll climb it up a little bit more. Hit that shocker, that 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 sticker shock of four dollars and fifty cents. Oh my gosh, we can't deal with that. Drop it back down to three eighty. Hey, thanks. All right, we can deal with this. All right, at least it's not that four dollars and fifty cents anymore. That continued inflation, that continued grinding of the gears, that continued progressive. Let's shock them. Let's scare them. Let's rein it in a little bit. Not where it was before, but we'll rein it in a little bit, make them feel like they're getting a good deal, and we'll continue on with the whole cycle all over again. It's sad. It's pathetic. But that's where the uh, progressives are right now, and we need to be fighting this. We need to be aware and be like, no, I'd really like my dollar eighty gallons of gas again. Thank you, Donald Trump. No thanks to Barack Obama and Joe Biden. And the reason... I say Barack Obama is because you know he's the one pulling the strings behind the scenes. All right. Uh, The big story of the day, of course, is the kickoff. Again, you're starting with a bash. First thing this week is some big hearings out of Washington, D.C. What's trending today? As today was the very first day of some of the uh, Supreme Court's. Uh, the SCOTUS hearings for Katanji Brown Jackson, who testified before the Senate today. Uh, now, they didn't do any Q&A, but the Senate panel each talked about what they're expecting with the Q&A over the next few days, what they want to hear, what they're doing. She spoke a little bit about what she's excited about, a little bit of her record, what she's looking forward to answering over the next few days. So it was more of like, here's the rules and the groundwork for the all-out brawl that we're expected to see over the next few days. Now, I want you to think and put on your ball cap here for a second as if you are a U.S. senator. If you are a U.S. senator that was about to interview the next justice of the United United States Supreme Court, what would you ask them? Letting them know, hey, this is where my mindset is. This is where my thought process is. This is what I want you to answer. This is what my focus is going to be on. What would you ask? Qualifications, your Not necessarily political affiliation, because I don't care what your political affiliation is, but are you going to use that political affiliation to be an activist on the courts, or are you going to be a legitimate actual judge, where you look at the law and you interpret the law and not interpret it based on political activism that we see so many on the other side of the aisle try and do in our court system today, which really has given the judicial branch of our three branches of government the most power out of any of them, because they're the ones that settle everything, and then they get to decide based on their their political affiliation and activism that we see today. It's sad. What would you like to ask? Because there's one guy that kind of hit it spot on today. I'm looking for a justice who will uphold the Constitution, not use it to invent new so-called rights. I'm looking for a justice who understands that the Constitution means what it says and does not mean what it doesn't say. Someone who understands that it is not up to nine unaccountable, unelected politicians in black robes to decide some new evolving meaning of the Constitution based on public opinion polling or views of the legal elite. I'm looking for a justice who realizes that a so-called living Constitution really means that the Constitution is dead. Instead, we should have an enduring constitution, as Justice Scalia contended. That was Senator Tom Cotton from the state of Arkansas, and that's perfectly stated. That's exactly as Americans, as constitutional conservatives, as rational thinking individuals, that's the type of mindset that we want. That we want you to look at issues not based on political affiliation, not based on, well, the Constitution's dead, we don't want to change it, or we want to reform it. You know, the Barack Obama, we're going to fundamentally change the United States. Yeah, we don't want that. We want you to look at it and be like, wow, this is what the Constitution says. Whether you like the result or not, this is what the Constitution says for you to be able to make a decision. Perfectly stated, Tom Cotton. Perfectly stated. He goes on. If Judge Jackson is confirmed, her job will be simple. Leave the legislating 
to Congress and to elected accountable office holders in our states and our municipalities zealously protect the separation of powers and don't overturn laws unless they violate the Constitution. Easy enough. Now, that would be a reasonable thing to ask for when you're interviewing a U.S. Supreme Court justice. You would think, right, that would be the proper questioning. Hey, these issues, if they came to your table, how would you interpret the Constitution on these issues? Right? That's opposed to the other side of the aisle when they got the opportunity to say what their mindset is right now, like this guy. Judge, Your Honor, it's very good to see you. Forgive me when you were in my office. Uh, you were focused on the hearings and a lot of the substance and had such great questions. I could not stop being just joyous that you were sitting in my office, and I couldn't stop bringing up to you the historical nature of this. Forgive me, I grew up in a small black church where I was taught uh, to make a joyous noise unto the Lord. And this is not a normal day for America. We have never had this moment before. And I just want to talk about uh, the joy. I know tomorrow and the coming hearings, we're going to have tough, hard questions. But please, let me just acknowledge the fact that this is not normal. It's never happened before. The Senate is poised right now to break another barrier. We are on the precipice of shattering another ceiling. Uh, that would be the uh, formerly known as Spartacus, Cory Booker, who ran for president, one of the most progressive senators in the U.S. Senate right now. I didn't hear any legal questions or focus in there in any way, shape, or form. In fact, I have a hint, uh, an inkling of knowing who he's going to support and if he's going to vote to affirm or not. The fact that he's gushing all over her and the fact that we're breaking a barrier, the first black woman on the U.S. Supreme Court, that's a momentous thing, I guess. But why don't we focus on the legality things and then if she's qualified based on her uh, qualifications and her uh, her work in the prior experiences, then we can celebrate the fact that we have a black woman the on the U.S. Supreme Court. With Andy Hoosier. Andy Hoosier here, reminding you, not only can you listen to The Voice of Reason on your favorite radio station, but also check out the video of the program on TV and online. We're excited to be working with our partners over at OpsLens to bring The Voice of Reason live every day on their website at OpsLens.com, on the OpsLens app that you can download on any of your smartphones, or on any of the OpsLens social media. It's a great network that broadcasts multiple shows promoting truth, reason, and common sense, reaching thousands of viewers every day, all day long. Plus, while you're there, you can always watch some of the best highlights of the show during the weekends or read our latest opinion columns on topical issues of the day. Also, if you want to interact with me during the program, just leave a comment on their social media or the OpsLens app stream. You can always join the live chat rooms, or if it's easier, just email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. Again, that's HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. This is your show, and we want to hear from you. Why? Because it's time for you to be your own voice of reason in your own community. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. 
Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You want some more reason throughout the day? Well, now it's easier than ever to find. Here's what you do. Check out the website at HoosierReason.com. There you can find past shows, links to all of our social media, special features, our monthly blogs, and a heck of a lot more. Plus, make sure to check in frequently as we're constantly working to add more goodies that you'll really enjoy. Also, you can always subscribe and follow our social media sites for bonus content, articles that we use on the show, or maybe some additional rants. Yeah, it's all that and so much more. Check it all out at HoosierReason.com. Bring some reason into your day. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Look, I get the whole fanboy thing. Understand it. You know, in politics, as a musician, as a celebrity, you get the fanboy. You're like, oh my gosh, I just love them. I have a few of those myself. I get it in the celebrity world, in the political world. It's cool. Where you just think they're awesome and they're going to set the tone. They're going to do what you want them to do. But when you don't even ask them any questions, running for the U.S. Supreme Court of the United States, the largest court in the nation, really the largest court on the entire face of the earth that's upholding some type of constitutional value in one of the last republics, a quasi-republic, and yes, I did not use the word in the term democracy, which you understand why for most individuals, uh, The one of the last holdouts of republicanism, and not by the party, but is in the structure of government, you think you should ask them, hey, you got to make sure that you're not delegating and legislating on the courts, that you're actually going to pass it down to Congress to do their job, and that you're not going to reinterpret, you're not going to reform, you're not going to uh, restructure the country, you're not going to do anything different as an activist, you're just going to do what you do as a judge. That's a proper question as opposed to Cory Booker, Mr. Spartacus, that's just... Judge, your honor, it's very good to see you. Forgive me when you were in my office, uh, you were focused on the hearings and a lot of the substance and had such great questions. I could not stop being just joyous that you were sitting in my office and I couldn't stop bringing up to you the historical nature of this. Okay, that's again the historical moment. Remember during Barack Obama's time when he was running for office, 2008? I remember because that was the, I'm going to age myself again here. That was my very first election I got to vote in was John McCain and Barack Obama. I plugged my nose and I voted for McCain because I did not want Barack Obama. But we didn't even ask him about his political thoughts on issues. And when we did, it was very vague of hope and change. And we're going to reform the nation and we're going to do this. and It's going to be great. And and he was the suave, cool guy where he said nothing, but it sounded really cool. And that's how he won. We had no clue what his platform was because he didn't say anything about it. But by golly, he was the first he was going to be the first black president of the United States. And that momentous occasion meant more than the policy that he was going to implement. That's the way politics works, unfortunately, and this is no different here for the U.S. Supreme Court. They are excited on the other side of the aisle about the first black woman becoming U.S. Supreme Court justice, which I get. That's a momentous occasion. That's something to go into the history books and the record books. Can we please, if we're going to do that, can we please make sure they're properly qualified for the job before they actually do that? We're not going to throw just anybody up there just to say, hey, we did it. Well, I guess we are going to because we did that with Barack Obama. Ha! Like what I did there. She did speak at the very end and gave her little speech uh, of a couple of minutes to talk about herself. And this is where I find it quite intriguing. Now, she's very progressive. She's very left. She's very Democrat. She stopped as a judge, stopped a lot of uh, Donald Trump's policies when he was president. But what she said was very interesting to me, where she really um, focused on what should be a conservative platform. And while I'm on the subject of gratitude, I must also pause to reaffirm my thanks to God. For it is faith 
that sustains me at this moment. Even prior to today, I can honestly say that my life has been blessed beyond measure. The first of my many blessings is the fact that I was born in this great nation. A little over 50 years ago in September of 1970, Congress had enacted two civil rights acts in the decade before, and like so many who had experienced lawful racial segregation firsthand, my parents, Johnny and Ellery Brown, left their hometown of Miami, Florida, and moved to Washington, D.C. to experience new freedom. You would think that that story, that's a great story. That is a wonderful success story of someone who fought minority racial segregation, who overcame it because of how great this nation was, who appreciates this great nation and has given opportunity for their kids understanding that they paved the way for their kids to do better than themselves. That's a great success story. Why in the hell do you have progressive values that continue to fight to keep that glass ceiling over top of minorities? Why? It's unfortunate because they've been brainwashed to think, well, this is the way it is. Democrats are fighting for it. Republicans are evil and racist. And if you don't support me, then you're probably a racist. And that's the way this is going to play out by the end of the day. Oklahoma Governor Kevin Stitt right here on the show when the we come back. Stay here. Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You know, when I get off the air every day, the battle for me against limited government censorship and even unfactual content is far from over. That's why now I'm so happy to say that the Hoosier Media Network is giving you more opportunity to catch the voice of reason along with other great shows and podcasts. It's been a long time in the works, and now you can finally enjoy more great content, services, and topical shows. We're the safe space for alternative talk, information, and ideas that the mainstream media absolutely hates. From holistic and alternative medicine, discussions on religion and spirituality, hear entertainment shows, and of course yours truly with the voice of reason. Plus, we offer numerous media services, including helping you set up your own podcast, become your own voice of reason, and bring your expertise to any fun issue or topic. For information on all of our shows, links to podcasts, each show website or social media link, or to find out about everything we do to challenge the mainstream establishment, visit our website at HoosierMedia.com. Again, that's HoosierMedia.com, the future of media. When Reason Meets Radio, you're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Halfway through the show already for a Monday. It goes by way too fast. Flying right on by the fastest hour of radio on radio, plus the live stream, the TV, the podcasting as well. We're just all over the place. Thanks for hanging out with us. Special thanks to the Opslens family. We're getting a lot of comments uh, and uh, different conversations going on with their live stream on the social media and their app as well. Download the Opslens app. That's always awesome. We appreciate you guys very much. The new extended family there, along with all of our radio stations and everywhere else that we're on. So appreciate you guys. We love you to death. We'll play our interview with Governor Kevin Stitt here in just a minute, I hope, because there's a lot more I want to get to with this. Uh, Katanji uh, Brown-Jackson, the uh, nominee for the U.S. Supreme Court, uh, did their very first intro speeches today. The U.S. Senate uh, panel talking about what their importance is. We have the Republicans like, hey, can we talk about legal issues? The Democrats like, oh, my gosh, we're just going to break a new record and break the mold. And then, of course, uh, she talks about, again, it really makes me sad, the fact that we have a progressive that has such a wonderful success story, the American dream at its best. We came from poverty. 
We had to deal with struggles like segregation and with racism in the country. We overcame that. We broke the mold. We did something wonderful. I'm setting up my ancestors. Imagine this. And you want to talk about how there's systematic racism in the nation. Imagine this. You have a family that she's the prime example of this with Katanji Brown Jackson, our new SCOTUS Supreme Court nominee from Joe Biden. A left-wing progressive who stopped half of the Donald Trump agenda in the legal suits, uh, being a judge and stopping some of his agenda as a progressive, wanting to be the activist Supreme Court justice that wants to uh, pave the pathway, I guess, for somebody else. But imagine this. You enjoyed the American dream that your ideology is killing. Your parents had to go through segregation. They had to go through racism. They had to go through some really horrible crap. They did it. We overcame it as a nation. We broke that mold, and now you are open to go from your parents that were teachers in segregated schools all the way back when that moved to Washington, D.C. for a better opportunity, and their daughter, one generation after it ended, one generation is now being held up as a nominee for the U.S. Supreme Court, the largest court in the entire nation. Isn't that a success story? Shouldn't progressives... In all their lack of glory, shouldn't they be actually praising the United States for an opportunity like that? Shouldn't they be excited? Because I am. Look at that. That is. I may not agree with her politically. I may not like what she does as a judge, but the fact that we're at that point, yeah, you know what? That is a great success. In one single generation, we went from her parents living in poverty, living in segregated schools, living in a racist nation, quote-unquote racist nation, under certain laws, that were able to break that mold, get a better opportunity, have their kids, be a successful family, and have their child become a nominee for the U.S. Supreme Court. To me, that is the greatest success that you could possibly have in this nation. That shows the true awesomeness of this nation and she admits it in the beginning of her speech and that's great her speech right here i don't know if she's truly genuine in this speech and what she's saying or if it's to try to pander to the republicans that she needs to be able to confirm her moving forward with this because as you know there's been some democrats that have had to step away due to health issues in the senate they don't have their majority right now even with the quote-unquote tie-breaking vote from kamala harris who by the way is another minority as the vice president of the united states another glass ceiling shattered not because of her qualifications but just because they tried to ram it through Let's be very clear there, because her qualifications, she should still be dog catcher in San Francisco with her qualifications, because that's how horrible she is. But nonetheless, she is vice president of the United States. But Katanji, she's appealing to the conservatives in this based on this speech, because it's a wonderful speech. And while I'm on the subject of gratitude, I must also pause to reaffirm my thanks to God, for it is faith that sustains me at this moment. Even prior to today, I can honestly say that my life has been blessed beyond measure. The first of my many blessings is the fact that I was born in this great nation. A little over 50 years ago in September of 1970, Congress had enacted two civil rights acts in the decade before, and like so many who had experienced lawful racial segregation firsthand, my parents, Johnny and Ellery Brown, left their hometown of Miami, Florida, and moved to Washington, D.C. to experience new freedom. All right, I'm going to stop her right there, and there's more to get to in a second here, but that is a great success story. That should be held up as a great success. They overcame... They changed it, 
They're enjoying it. They're taking advantage of that and utilizing it. The American dream, the streets paved with gold, the opportunity for everyone teaching their kid, even in a world where there was segregation and horrible things going on, that they taught their kids that you can become anything that you want to become. Now, Democrats say this, but at the same time, they're like, you need to stay in the inner cities there. We're going to give you social programs. We're going to put the glass ceiling on. We're going to take away the entry-level jobs so you're not allowed to get any experience because, well, we're just going to raise minimum wage to where it kills off the businesses that actually allow a minimum wage position. So you're not allowed to get a good education, even though 80% of the education money goes into the inner city schools. The education's crap. The job opportunities are non-existent now. You're going to stay on social programs to where all you have to do is keep voting for us to fight to give you a little bump in those social programs every once in a while, but you're pretty much going to stay there. That's the platform of the Democrats. And every year when they get close to an election, what do they campaign on? We're going to give you more stuff. We're going to give you more goodies. We are going to eliminate your student loan debt. We are going to create more affirmative action because you can't get it on your own merits, so we're going to give it to you without any charge there. We're going to increase the social programs and increase the food stamps. The Republicans want to get rid of your social programs. The Republicans want to get rid of your food stamps and all the other goodies that you're getting. We're, they hate you. We're going to take care of you. When obviously that's not true because Republicans say, hey, we want to help you get up to where you can stand on your own and not have to take advantage of these systems that are bankrupting the nation. That's the difference. She lived a wonderful life because she got to experience the hardship, unfortunately, grow from it as a family and be where she is today. Why is she voting on the progressive end as an activist judge? She continues. When I was born here in Washington, my parents were public school teachers and to express both pride in their heritage and hope for the future, they gave me an African name, Ketanji Onyika, which they were told means lovely one. My parents taught me that unlike the many barriers that they had had to face growing up, my path was clearer so that if I worked hard and I believed in myself in America, I could do anything or be anything I wanted to be. Is she speaking to the Republican convention right now? Because that's what it sounds like to me. It sounds like she's pandering to the Republican. Now, again, I would, and this is me being tainted in the political realm for so long. I don't know if she's being genuine here or if she's really, really, really trying to pander to the Republicans. I don't know anything about her other than she has been an activist judge for the years that she has been a judge. And she stopped a lot of Donald Trump's uh, actions as well while she was as a judge. So she's on the other end of the aisle. And the other end of the aisle politically, ideologically, doesn't speak like this. They should, because it's true what she's saying there is true. So does she really truly mean it? Or is it political pandering to the other side to win the affirmation to become a Supreme Court justice? I would like to hope that it's the first one, but I don't know. But it really does create an interesting conversation of the what she's saying right here compared to what she votes for and what she supports really shows the brainwashing in society that we've really gone under, hasn't it? That if you believe in this, then you're apparently a progressive because you were the ones that changed it, which isn't true. Republicans voted to end segregation. Republicans were the ones that stopped slavery. Republicans were the ones that stopped Jim Crow laws. Republicans were the ones that stopped all this stuff. But in society today, if you're a Democrat, then you're the big activist supporting the social minorities. The crazy brainwashing is true. We talked last week about the brainwashing that Vladimir Putin has on his people there with the war in Ukraine right now, which is a perfect example of what's going on here. He did a rally on Friday 
talking about the justification to where he's liberating Ukraine from the tyrants and the corrupt government. And by the way, everybody, it's like, oh, the Ukrainian government's corrupt. Maybe so. But you can't say that Vladimir Putin's the great savior going to go and stop that because that's just not true. But that's what he's appealing to his people. He's arrested any media that's spoken outward against that. He has his propaganda machine just running nonstop to make people believe him to the point where they had 200,000 people attend a rally last Friday for Vladimir Putin where he used religion to try and win them over, saying that there is no greater love than if someone gives his soul for his friends. And this is where the words from the scripture come to my mind, as he says, paraphrasing John 15, verse 13. He's using scripture saying Jesus wants him to liberate Ukraine, and that's why we need to go over there, brainwashing his people, getting them fired, because they are a very religious nation. Oh, God, and Jesus wanted me to liberate Ukraine. It's not true because he's literally bombing maternity wards and killing babies and children, but his people don't know that because they're not getting all the information right now. The Democrat voter and the low information voter, which is the one that maybe not follow politics all that long, maybe doesn't want to hear politics all that long, puts on the blinders all the time because they don't want to focus on it because it's too controversial and too angry. The low information voter, this is the norm. They have been brainwashed without half of the information, 60% of the information, to tell them what's right and what's wrong, and they just know Republicans are racist and the elite white people. Democrats are the ones fighting for the common worker and for the union worker and for the blue-collar worker and for the minorities all over the place. And if you challenge one of those minorities, then you are ultimately a right-wing racist who just hates this country because you're only out for your own special interest and not for anybody else's best interest. That's what the mindset is for that low-information voter. They have been brainwashed to not understand the history of the Democrat Party, the history of the mess of racism and bigotry and hatred on that other side of the aisle. It's just commonly accepted to the point where Biden's out there talking to TikTok uh, people with millions of hits on there because, well, we're going to appeal to that voter that doesn't know any different. We're just going to be the cool celebrity to tell them what they want to hear to get some type of answer from someone in quote-unquote authority, and therefore the answer is solved. And if someone questions it, well, they're just wrong and they don't know what's really going on. Boy, the propaganda machine works here just uh, similar to what's going on over there, doesn't it? Kind of interesting how progressives all like to hang out together, huh? The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Andy Hoosier here reminding you not only can you listen to The Voice of Reason on your favorite radio station, but also check out the video of the program on TV and online. We're excited to be working with our partners over at OpsLens to bring The Voice of Reason live every day on their website at OpsLens.com, on the OpsLens app that you can download on any of your smartphones, or on any of the OpsLens social media. It's a great network that broadcasts multiple shows promoting truth, reason, and common sense, reaching thousands of viewers every day, all day long. Plus, while you're there, you can always watch some of the best highlights of the show during the weekends or read our latest opinion columns on topical issues of the day. Also, if you want to interact with me during the program, just leave a comment on their social media or the OpsLens app stream. You can always join the live chat rooms, or if it's easier, just email me at network at gmail.com. Again, that's network at gmail.com. This is your show, and we want to hear from you. Why? Because it's time for you to be your own voice of reason in your own community. 
Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You want some more reason throughout the day? Well, now it's easier than ever to find. Here's what you do. Check out the website at HoosierReason.com. There you can find past shows, links to all of our social media, special features, our monthly blogs, and a heck of a lot more. Plus, make sure to check in frequently as we're constantly working to add more goodies that you'll really enjoy. Also, you can always subscribe and follow our social media sites for bonus content, articles that we use on the show, or maybe some additional rants. Yeah, it's all that and so much more. Check it all out at HoosierReason.com. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Fighting for freedom every day. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Last few minutes of the show goes by way too fast, and I have to admit, we kind of did it again. So we were going to play our interview with Governor Kevin Stitt from the great state of Oklahoma. This is the second time we've tried to do that, and we've been so busy, we get carried away with our content. So here's what I'm going to do. And I guess this will drive us to the podcast as well. I'm going to upload the interview, the entire 15-minute, 20-minute interview we did with Governor Kevin Stitt from Oklahoma uh, as an additional special feature podcast. So if you want to listen to it, it's some great content. It really is. And I feel bad for not playing it. We may play some clips of it over the next few days here on the show. But what we're going to do is we're going to upload the regular program after the show today. We're then going to upload that entire interview in its extent, in its entirety, which we weren't able to do here on the radio anyways because of how long it was. We will interv- we'll play that entire thing as a special feature on our podcast. So if you want to listen to it, subscribe to our podcast on any of your favorite podcasting sites. That's on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Amazon, whatever you listen to. Just find us with The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. You can subscribe, and we'll have that as an additional download outside of the regular show. It'll be nothing but just the straight uh, interview with Governor Kevin Stitt from Oklahoma, and we'll do that whole thing. So we'll post it on there just because we ran out of time again today, like usual, with uh, so much stuff going on. And, uh, yeah, I want to get that content out to you, so there's an opportunity to do so. So subscribe to the podcast. And listen to that. We'll post it up there after the show shortly after uh, today as well. Wrapping up the conversation. So we have the next few days. Get ready. We'll play it. and We'll keep uh, our attention on this one. It's a big thing. I have an inkling that she's going to get confirmed as Katanji uh, Brown-Jackson as the new Supreme Court Justice. I have a feeling she's going to get approved because this is going to turn into a thing, just like it did with Donald Trump's nominees. Now, remember that if they supported the the female, then you support rapists, apparently, because remember all the Me Too movement that came out against her when none of it was true in any way, shape, or form. It didn't boil down to her qualifications. It didn't boil down to her resume. It didn't boil down to what her experience or what she's done as a judge or in the legal system. It really only came down to the fact that she was a she was raped and if you supported her and in some way shape or form and uh did her thing whatever then it was evil because of me too and racism and everything else it was absurd 
Um, so it's, or it was, you know, the, it was Donald Trump's Supreme Court nominee. And if you didn't listen to the woman that claimed it, then, of course, you supported rapists and, and sexists and all this other garbage. That's what it came down to with the case. This is what's going to happen with Katanji Brown Jackson. Is it's going to, if you don't support her, then you're a racist. Simple enough. You had the chance for the first black woman to be on the Supreme Court, and if you don't support it, then you're going to be a racist, regardless of the qualifications or anything of the sort, just because of the brainwashing that happens in this nation. I will say, though, and here's the positive lie, the silver lining, the positive glass half full mentality, because I am an eternal optimist. So I like my optimism on any issue, whether it's the Supreme Court, whether it's the issue with Russia right now in the Ukraine, whether it's the inflation, whether it's the oil, whether it's Canada. The global issues that are happening right now and domestic issues, there is a silver lining for us to learn from. And that is the fact that the global elites are being exposed for their dirty laundry right now. And it's being exposed at a level that it's never been exposed before. Here's what I mean. With the issue with Russia and the Ukraine, what's being exposed right now is the lack of the Biden administration's reaction to this because, yeah, they put on sanctions. The sanctions don't happen for another three months. Why is that? Well, because they really don't want to put the slap onto Russia because they get along with Russia. You had the Clintons that sold the uranium uh, to Russia. You have the Bidens that were getting millions of dollars from Russia and the Ukraine, by the way. So this conflict is really uncomfortable for Biden because the Putins... Vladimir Putin saw the opportunity with a weak leadership to take advantage of the situation while the Biden administration's like, wait, we have uh, dirty, corrupt interests with the Ukraine, but we also have dirty, corrupt interests with the Russia as well. And now all of this is being exposed to a level he didn't want to be exposed. Now you have to deal with the oil thing when you just allowed them to build that additional pipeline and build and actually produce more oil out there while you're supporting a green energy movement here in the United States, which doesn't make any sense to me. While you're trying to stop our own production of oil here, his interests are being exposed. And I think that's a good thing for us to be aware of because every time, follow the money, follow the money, every time something big happens, follow the money on the reaction. Based on the reaction of who's involved with it, you can tell exactly where they're stance lies and while he's tried to talk tough they haven't done a whole lot with their actual actions and i think that's a cause for concern so you can see it here with katanji brown jackson it's not about the supreme court it's not about actually finding a decent lawyer she may be i have no clue outside of the fact that she's an activist judge and that's a cause for concern but by golly we're gonna break the uh, mold again and break that glass ceiling not based on the conversation of qualifications but based solely on her skin color and gender I would feel a little violated in that situation, would you not? Oh, you don't want me for my brain, you just want me for my body. Yeah. Democrats don't see it that way, though, if they see the opportunity. <laughs> that does it for us today. Podcast up in just a little bit. Be your own voice of reason. We'll see you back on the radio tomorrow. This is The Voice of Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You know, when I get off the air every day, the battle for me against limited government censorship and even unfactual content is far from over. That's why now I'm so happy to say that the Hoosier Media Network is giving you more opportunity to catch the voice of reason along with other great shows and podcasts. It's been a long time in the works, and now you can finally enjoy more great content, services, and topical shows. We're the safe space for alternative talk, information, and ideas that the mainstream media absolutely hates. From holistic and alternative medicine, discussions on 
religion and spirituality, hear entertainment shows, and of course, yours truly with the voice of reason. Plus, we offer numerous media services, including helping you set up your own podcast, become your own voice of reason, and bring your expertise to any fun issue or topic. For information on all of our shows, links to podcasts, each show website or social media link, or to find out about everything we do to challenge the mainstream establishment, visit our website at HoosierMedia.com. Again, that's HoosierMedia.com, the future of media.